What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Eli Fox, the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast on the Built-In Buffalo Network. And as Akeem Richens says, if you don't know us by now, get to know us because uh, we're growing and we're getting big and and, and, and uh, we're going to be up there with the, the Bills Mafia greats of the uh, media circuit in a little to no time. Um, but how are you guys doing? It is a beautiful Wednesday night when I'm recording this, um, and it is the second episode of the player profile series that I'm working on right now. Last week, we did Josh Allen, and that was a fun one. We got to see where he grew up, um, coming out of Fireball, California, going to Reedley College, and then into Wyoming. So he's just bouncing around small schools where he might not get the, the, the national media light like a lot of these SEC guys are getting. But he bursts onto the scene after having some solid years out in Wyoming um, and then coming to, Buff- coming to Buffalo and just progressively getting better and better. But this week we got Stefan Diggs, and this is a special one because it's a little bit different. Um, Diggs had a very different childhood. He had a different high school career, and he had a different collegiate career. Um, all these players have different paths to the NFL, and it's interesting to just kind of see – where the differences are and see what kind of, you know, created these players. So that's kind of the reason why I'm doing these player profiles. Um, just trying to get to learn more about the players that are on the bills, get to learn more about um, how they grew up and, and all that good stuff. So without any more introduction, let's get it popping. Let's get it started on the player profile of Stefan Diggs. He is the wide receiver for the Buffalo bills, obviously. He was signed in 2020, and he is still here to this day, and hopefully forever. (laughs) So let's get it started on his early life. Stephon Diggs is a Maryland native. He's from the town of Gaithersburg, Maryland. He was born on November 29th in 1993. He's got two brothers, a half-brother and a half-sister. His two parents are named Stephanie and Aaron Diggs. Kind of get to see where Stephon came from, maybe. Half of Stephanie, half of Aaron. (laughs) Steph, Aaron, Stefan, maybe that's how that uh, works. But um, his his brother, Derez, played football at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. And his other brother, Trayvon, played at the University of Alabama, um, the Crimson Tide, and was drafted last season to the Dallas Cowboys. So now there are two digs in the NFL, and one of them is on our beloved Buffalo Bills. Stefan faced some early adversity, though, at at a pretty young age in his life. His father passed from congestive heart failure. Uh, This made Stefan have to kind of step into a fatherly role for his younger siblings and, you know, kind of provide for them in a way uh, more emotionally um, than most 14-year-olds have to. Um, This dynamic surely made Stefan grow up much faster than most teenagers, uh, teenagers have to in their lives. You know, your teen years are for you know, growing within your, <clears throat> sorry, with growing within yourself. Um, but Stefan kind of had to help his other siblings grow as well and not just worry about himself. You know, he, he had a lot on his plate for a teenager, um, but it also shows where he may have developed some of his top-notch leadership and guidance skills. Uh, so, you know, Stefan had a, a, a pretty tough, um, a tough loss in his life, but, you know, you get to see where he, where he gets his resilience from. Um, and yeah, so let's move on to his high school career. 
Uh, Stefan Diggs attended Our Lady of Good Counsel High School in Montgomery County, Maryland. There he played not only football, but also ran track. In his junior season, playing football, he racked up an impressive 23 touchdowns on 810 receiving yards. Um, and he did all that just to be the runner-up for the Gatorade Maryland Player of the Year. Uh, the player that won that award in 2010 was Darius Jennings. Interestingly enough, I was while I was digging to see who actually won the Maryland Player of the Year, um, I was I was just kind of looking at all the sports, basketball, all every single sport. Um, but I noticed the Gatorade Track Player of the Year in the same year that Stefan was the runner-up for the football award, Ronald Darby won the Track Player of the Year uh, for Gatorade, and um, I just thought that was interesting because it's another NFL guy running track. And a lot of these guys do that. Um, and you can totally tell, especially in combines. And then you see them out on the field and they're just lightning fast or they can jump really high or uh, jump really long, you know, those broad jumps. But um, so I thought that was really cool. It's an interesting fact I found out um, in his senior season, he recorded 770 yards with eight receiving yard uh, receiving touchdowns. And he added 277 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns to those totals. Um, also, as a senior, he played defense, which I did not know about. Uh, most um, high school players do play on both sides of the ball, but he had 31 and a half tackles, five and a half tackles for a loss, and he recorded one sack as well. So he was kind of a beast on both sides of the ball in high school. After his senior year uh, concluded, he was selected to the first team All Metro team as a wide receiver by the Washington Post. He was also named the MVP of the U.S. Army All-American Combine in 2011 and was also invited to play in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. So moving on from high school into college, kind of that in-between, that gray area where all that recruiting begins between the big schools. Um, so after his impressive time as a high school athlete, he was by far a five-star recruit. Um, Steph was seen as one of the best in the nation. Uh, he was rated on ESPN.com at number three in the nation, and he was rated number one in the state of Maryland. So highly touted coming out of high school. Diggs had scholarship offers literally from everywhere. He looked all these big schools, all the, the notable schools you think of when you think of college football. So here, these are, this is the list of the notable schools that he got scholarship offers from. Maryland. Florida with the Gators, USC, that is the USC Trojans, not the Gamecocks, um, California, Cal, OSU, um, a.k.a. Ohio State, and Auburn. But out of all these powerhouse schools that he could have chose from, he chose to stay close to home, and he attended the University of Maryland. So in freshman year, this is in 2012, Diggs bursts onto the college football scene as a true freshman putting up an impressive 172.4 all-purpose yards and 1,896 all-purpose yards on the entire season. That season yards mark was actually second in school history behind none other than the legend, Torrey Smith, who had over 2,100 all-purpose yards. Um, so Diggs is in very good company already as a freshman. Uh, he posted multiple 100-yard receiving games and had back-to-back 200-plus all-purpose yard games, which led him to winning ACC Rookie of the Week after his second 200-plus all-purpose yard game. Uh, during the season, Diggs was racking up a lot of yards on punt and kick returns. 
Um, and also in the season, he came in second in ACC freshman of the year voting behind Miami's Duke Johnson. Um, so these were his stats as a freshman. 77.1 yards per game receiving, 28.5 yards per kick return, and 10 yards per punt return. And on the year receiving, he had 54 receptions, 848 yards receiving, and six touchdown catches. So my takeaway after learning about his freshman year is the fact that he played special teams. And I really like this um, out of college guys. You know, a lot of college guys that are really good at what they do, like receivers and cornerbacks, might be a little bit kind of like they might have a big ego towards playing on special teams because special teams isn't really the shining part of a football game, you know. Not many people talk about special teamers, but if you're fast and you can make a difference, you should want to play special teams. It's also a huge stock, um, huge for your draft stock. You know, a lot of teams are looking for guys that are willing to do anything, willing to play any part of the field, willing to get on that field no matter what it takes and um, do what's best for the team and make them and help them win. Um, so, I, that was my one of my biggest takeaways from the freshman year and just the fact that he absolutely ate. So moving on to sophomore year, this is 2013. In his second season, Stephon Diggs only featured in seven of 30, 13 games Sorry, as he suffered a season-ending injury during a game versus Wake Forest. Um, so sophomore year didn't really go as planned, uh, but he still finished the season getting honorable mention for the All-ACC team by media and coaches, despite having broken his fibula, which took him out for the rest of the season. Uh, his sophomore season started really hot, too. So he had near 100-yard receiving game and one touchdown um, to start the season, and he added 70 return yards on three kickoffs in that game. So he was just making impact plays all over the field. Um, his impressive play didn't stop there, though, as he gashed Old Dominion by recording a career-best 179 yards receiving and also reeling in a touchdown catch in that game. He won ACC Receiver of the Week after that week. Um, but in Maryland's 34-10 loss to Wake Forest, that's when Diggs got his season-ending ending injury. And it was a broken right fibula, which is not easy to come back from, and that one definitely hurts for sure. Um, but these were his stats as a sophomore after only playing seven games out of a possible 13. Um, he had 500, 587 receiving yards on 34 catches, and he added three touchdowns. So he was on pace for an absolute beauty of a year. Um, 34 catches, 587 yards through only half the season. It seems like he probably could have put up 1,000 yards, and he probably could have put up close to 70 catches uh, and maybe – anywhere above six touchdowns. So I think if he didn't get hurt sophomore year, he probably would have gone to the draft after this year. Um, just looking at those numbers and the possibility of what it could have been. Um, but he did not because he did get hurt and he needed another year to prove himself. So moving on to that extra year, uh, junior year in 2014, Diggs managed to play in 10 games, but he missed a few due to injury. Um, you got to remember he is coming off of a pretty serious injury. So, you know, there might be a couple games that he misses his best game of the 2014 season. He caught five balls for 127 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that touchdown was an electrifying 77 yard touchdown catch 
Um, and after this season, he got all Big Ten honors from coaches and was named all Big Ten honoree by the media. I think – I didn't really dig into this too much, but Maryland must have switched from the ACC to the Big Ten um, as he's getting different types of honors. So he was getting ACC receiver the week, and now he's getting all Big Ten honors. So I'm guessing between this 2013 and 2014 season, they changed the conference that they play in. So if you were confused by that, that they think that's why – um, and in his final year as a Maryland Terrapin, he had 62 catches, 792 receiving yards, and five touchdowns in only 10 games. Yet again, if he played those extra whatever three or four games, he could have had over 1,000 receiving yards, could have had over eight touchdowns, probably could have had 80 catches. Like He was on pace to put up some ridiculous numbers in these seasons that he got hurt. But um, nonetheless – injuries kind of held back his numbers and definitely held back his draft stock. Uh, but this was the season that catapulted Stefan Diggs into the NFL draft. So uh, let's check it out. NFL draft slash combine section I got here in my notes. Um, so like I said, he left Maryland after his junior season. Um, and that's a year early. Uh, he was confident enough in the, the numbers he put out that he could get drafted to a team. Um, and he, here, here is what he measured in at and kind of, uh, you know, clocked in at for his combine numbers. He stood at six feet tall and weighed 195 pounds of the combine, 10-inch hands, 4.4640 time, a 35-inch vert, which is pretty big for his size. Um, and he benched 11 reps, and his broad jump was nine feet and seven inches. So it's obvious that Diggs was a track star um, in high school. He definitely brought those skills along with him throughout his career. He's got great footwork. He's very athletic, um, and he's fast. So that's usually what you see in these good track stars. Um, so obviously he would shine in the combine. Uh, but in the NFL draft after the combine, Diggs was selected in the fifth round, 146 overall by the Vikings in the 2015 NFL draft. And this uh, – and this must have slipped my mind, or I didn't know it, but I didn't know that Diggs was selected so deep into the draft. I thought he was like a like a second-round pick or a late first-rounder. And then I saw this, and I was like, fifth round, 146 overall? But like this is just going back to how he played in his college days. You know, If he didn't get hurt, he probably would have been a first, second-round pick because every time he stepped on the field, he was making plays. But he had injury concerns, so all these teams were probably kind of holding back, didn't really want to risk it on a guy that might barely see the field and then retire early. So I can kind of see why he, he, he dropped so low, but the Vikings got an absolute steal at 146 overall <laughs> getting Stephon Diggs, who is shaken out to be an all-world talent in the NFL. So he got traded to the Vi- or he got drafted by the Vikings. Um, I'm not going to go too, too deep into his career with the Vikings. You know, this is a Bills podcast. Like I said earlier, um, I don't want to, you know, talk too, too much about other teams and whatnot, but I will expand on a certain moment that I'm sure you are all thinking of. Um, but here were his career stats as a Viking. Um, I did have to do a little bit of math because the website I was looking at only did his entire career, which added on his numbers on the bills last year. Um, so here is what I calculated. 
For his receiving yards, he had 4,623 yards. He had a receiving average of 12.98 yards, so almost 13 yards per catch. And he had 30 touchdowns as a Viking. I think that was over five years. Um, so he had a really solid career as a Viking. Um, pretty consistent, uh, putting up good numbers, um, and making a difference on that Vikings team. But if we think about Stephon Diggs in a purple jersey, what if you close your eyes, if you ask someone to close their eyes, set them in a dark room, and tell them, I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head when you think about Stephon Diggs and the Vikings. I bet you 95% of them are going to say the Minneapolis miracle that broke the hearts of Saints fans across the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. Literally the entire world of Saints fans was just beaten down after that. That was probably the most insane finish one of the most insane finishes to a sporting event that I've ever seen. I got to watch it live. So it was really, really exciting. I'm no Minnesota fan by any means. I think I have a, an Adrian Peterson Jersey from his like rookie year when I was like a, a child. Um, <laughs> so I'm not a Vikings fan. Obviously I'm a Bill's podcast host, um, but there was a playoff game and it was on and, and I knew it would be a good one and it finished like a good one for sure. Like this, this was an all-time game, man. Like you don't, you can't write an ending to a football game any better than that, you know. So, you know, Stefan catches a, I mean, not the best pass, but not a terrible pass. He catches it. It looks like he's gonna get tackled or clipped in the in the back of his legs and taken down with ease. And then the Saints cornerback absolutely blows it. And he falls down, and he's and he's he's on his feet still, but it looks like he's going to get carried out of bounds by his momentum. But he somehow stays up, and he keeps going and going and going and going, and he scores a touchdown. And Minnesota is absolutely electric; they are fired up beyond belief. And Diggs gets into the end zone; he rips his helmet off and throws it. And like while I'm talking about this, I'm doing exactly what Diggs did with his helmet because I can literally see it all in my head right now. Um, but it was the coolest moment. And there's this, there's that really gangster fucking picture of Stefan Diggs looking into the crowd, throwing his helmet and everyone's going nuts. And like, this is, I, I mean, I, I miss having fans in the stadium like crazy because you miss stuff like this. There were so many exciting finishes that happened in 2020, um, that just weren't as exciting because you don't have the fans reaction and the, the decibels of the stadium aren't going through the roof and you're not causing earthquakes, you know? Um, but that was really one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in my, my history of watching football. You know, I've been watching football for a long time since I was a little kid. And that is, is top, top tier. That's a top three, top two moment. Um, and if, if I had some time to think about it, maybe I could think of a better one. But right now, I think that's number one. Uh, but that was that's really all I got on his career with the Vikings. You know, he was more than serviceable. He was a great player. Um, and he only got better in Buffalo. So let's uh, move it along to March 20th, 2020, the fateful day, fateful day that Stephon Diggs was traded to – to uh, the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia 
received the best news that they could have possibly got. Um, and that is getting Stefan Diggs and getting that wide receiver one that we could, that we, that we so desperately needed, you know, all these years of torture, having to watch Kelvin Benjamin and Sammy Watkins hate being in Buffalo. We finally get a guy that is a wide receiver one, a, a true wide receiver one for the locker room and for the wide receiver room, but also a true wide receiver one for Josh Allen. You know, he had John Brown in 2019 and John Brown's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And he helped Josh make a huge step from his rookie season up into his sophomore season. Um, like I mean, I talked about this all week last week on the podcast um, about Josh Allen, about how important John Brown was. But the addition of Stefan Diggs was like otherworldly perfect for Josh Allen. They 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 became friends almost instantly. Um, you know, getting together socially distanced as the pandemic was just starting and then creating a, a friendship and a relationship through playing call of duty Warzone. Um, so it, it was honestly, it was perfect for this team. It was the, the exact move that the bills needed to make. So it was, it was awesome to get that target that finally, finally get that guy that could go out on the field on any given play, any given Sunday, make an, absolutely electric play so uh digs burst onto the scene like crazy with the bills you know there was no there was no warming up to the team there was no couple of bad weeks to start the season this dude was on fire quick um so he was putting up career numbers like it seemed like week in and week out so i listed some of his best games i'll go down the stats for each of them i think there's like eight of them here because i couldn't choose just like three there was so many of them so, number one versus Miami, eight catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. And this was in week week two. Like, he was on it quick. Um, next one, Las Vegas, six catches, 115 yards. I still think of that catch he caught over the safety on that bomb from Josh Allen. He just, like, mossed the safety. Um, there's a badass picture of it. But uh, next one up, Seattle. He had nine catches, 118 yards. Arizona, 10 catches, 93 yards, and a beautiful touchdown, which should have been the game winner, but we all know how that game ended, and I don't want to talk about it, so I won't. Uh, San Francisco, 10 catches, 92 yards. Pittsburgh, 10 catches, 130 yards, one touchdown. Denver, 11 catches, 147 yards. New England, nine catches, 145, and three touchdowns. Like, the dude was just going crazy all season. Like, he did not miss, dude. The two bad weeks he had. He had one bad week against the Chargers. They have a decent secondary. Not the best, but, you know, it might have just been an off week for him. And then you had the game against the Rams where he didn't play too, too well. But I think he was just getting shut down by the best corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey. And not only, I mean, he, he did get shut down. I think he had like 40 yards receiving, which isn't a bad day for a lot of receivers. Um, but to dig standards, it's not the best, obviously, with the numbers that I just listed off. But Stephon Diggs did score, I think, like the only touchdown that Jalen Ramsey allowed all season last season. So there was silver linings and good things that he did in every single game. 
he was always making an impact. And that's exactly what the Bills needed. That impact guy that any given play, any given Sunday, the man is going to get his. And he's got that mentality, man. Like every single time he's on the field, he's going to show you what you're missing. If you're doubting him, why? Like he will shut you up. And he is just an absolute beast. So with all that being said about our favorite wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, that's about it. I mean, he is, he's the, he's, he was instrumental. He was instrumental in this offensive success and he was instrumental in the growth of Josh Allen. Um, you know, he could, Josh Allen needed this. This is exactly what he needed. A practice player, a, a certified dog, uh, a guy that, is going to bring the best out of all the players around him. Not only the offense, not only the offensive line, not only the running backs, the defense, the special teams, the quarterback. He literally brings the best out of this organization. Uh, he is a perfect player for Buffalo. He's got that blue-collar work-for-it mentality. Uh, and, and the city of Buffalo loves him. And I think he loves Bill's Mafia right back as much as we love him. Um, today, uh, I had just listened to – Kyle Brandt's uh, 10 questions with Josh Allen. And so there was a whole thing going on about Josh Allen's vaccine comment. And I tweeted today, I was like, people on Twitter woke up and chose to be upset at a 24 year old for nothing. Like it was, I think an out of bounds question by Kyle Brandt. I don't know why he had to ask that question. It's not football related. It's not related to his personal life. It's literally a question made to get clicks on um, Twitter and, and, and social media. And he got what he wanted, obviously. Bill's Mafia and, and Twitter was going absolutely nuts. And people were like, oh, this is unacceptable. And like, I, I think there's other things to worry about in this world than what Josh Allen said. And he didn't even say anything bad. I mean, he, he got out of that question in the most responsible and most professional way that he could. Uh, like go back and listen to it. I don't think there was a problem with it at all. But why I'm talking about that is because there's been guys on the team, <laughs> Gabe Davis, John Feliciano, and Stefan Diggs, were all coming out and tweeting like me after after hearing about uh, Josh Allen trending and like <laughs> Stefan Diggs posted like a gif of some dude like trying to throw hands. So all these guys have Josh's back. All these guys have each other's back. And, you know, it, it starts with Stefan and, and, and Josh's relationship, and it just kind of branches out throughout the rest of the team. So Diggs is an amazing addition to this team. Bill's Mafia loves him. I love him. Everyone I know loves him. Um, and he makes this offense so, so exciting. And, and 20, 2021 is going to be a special, special year for this team. Um, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis. Oh my goodness. It's going to be so good, but that's all I got. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at all day, Buffalo, follow built in Buffalo on Twitter at built in Buffalo underscore. Uh, we're posting all the best content, all the, the news, everything, free agency draft, uh, videos from the past season, videos from 1994, literally everything you could imagine. So give us a follow there. Um, we're doing the best we can to grow as fast as we can. Um, if you don't know us by now, get to know us. Still stealing Akeem's intro. 
Um, but uh, that's all I got. Like I said, I am out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. Um, and next week we will be back with another pro- player profile. And it is going to be a good one. I already know it. So uh, thanks again for listening, guys. That is all for me. Peace out. I love y'all. Go Bills. Thank you.